the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The question is pretty straightforward. What are you hungry for, spiritually speaking? It is that hunger that we are exploring today on Way of Grace with our teacher and pastor, Jessica Stand. Join us. live your life throughout the week says a lot about your spiritual appetite, your hunger, and what you actually hunger for. What is it that commands your attention throughout the week? Well, we trust and pray that if it is lacking in the area of the presence of God, the person of Christ, and the practice of godliness, we've got some real encouragement for you today. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan from Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We're looking at Exodus 16, verses 1 through 18, our series Arise, Move, and Go. We're in part 15, simply entitled Encampment. Join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand. God knows how to supply your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, does he not? But you've got to practice that every day. You've got to practice that every day. Listen to what it says. And don't leave it till the morning, verse 20. Notwithstanding, they did not listen to Moses, but some of them left it until the morning. Oh, God have mercy. Crying and whining and itching and moaning about being so hungry. And then when God provides, they won't even eat it all. Aren't we children? Now, y'all remember how the kids do. They starving to death. They go fall out. I'm starving. I'm starving. And then when you fix the plate, they leave all the good stuff on the plate. See how we're just like children? Do you see it? Just like children. God says, don't leave any of it. What he was doing was training your appetite. They weren't allowing their appetite to be trained. They still had a a longing for the leeks and the onions and the garlics and the melons of Egypt. But God wanted them to imbibe and to eat and to ingest the food that he gave them so that it could change their metabolism. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Very good. See, so you you automatically know when we're talking about discipline, we got to train our taste buds, don't we? When some of us are in danger of excess weight and the doctor says, got to stop. Got to stop. This one is big. Again, I don't want to go into that rabbit hole because the government created that crisis. We bought into it with consumerism. And now we are the sick patient that they are incrementally healing and killing at the same time. It's really true. It's so true. It's God is my witness. It's so true. They know how to get you sick and kill you in the name of healing you. Now, see, you want a shortcut from all that foolishness? Learn how to biblically fast. 
Learn how to biblically fast. And God will get you back to the kind of wisdom that will help you heal yourself in Jesus' name. Please, y'all ain't gonna fast. Y'all gonna fast 20 minutes at 8 o'clock by May 50. Okay. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not to Moses, but some of them left it until the morning and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was angry with them. Now, Moses is being taught by God about himself too. See, everybody's learning about each other. That's what relationship is about. Everybody's learning. They're learning about God's faithfulness. They're learning about their foolishness. They're learning about their human leader's limitation because now he's getting angry. He's moving on God's side now. He's saying, look at these stupid people. He's getting angry too. You know Moses is going to have some problems, right? And so everybody learning about everybody. See, this is called a family. Did y'all know that? This is called your typical family. I'm sorry, all families are like that. (laughs) All families are like that. The church family, your family, quit acting like your family so holy. They're not that holy. All families are like that. It's an amazing thing that God would hang out in our families. This is wild and keep providing for us. Thank you, Lord. Let me get this done. Look over at verse 25. And they gathered it every morning, every man to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it what? They still hadn't developed an appetite to consume it all before the sun rose. Verse 26. I'm sorry, verse 25. And Moses said, eat that today for that. For today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. So, so you, you gather twice as much on Friday so you can have some for Saturday. You understand? Because it ain't going to be in the field. Now, stay with me. I'm almost to my last point. Told you, need you for an hour and a half. Watch this. Now, God said the, the stove going to be closed. I don't care what. It's closing six o'clock this evening. We putting bolts on the doors. So don't even think about it. Look at the next verse. Verse 26. Six days shall you gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath in it, it shall be none. There shall be none. There shall be none. Verse 27. And it came to pass that they went out, some of the people on the Sabbath day to gather, and they found nothing. See, this is where you need the N-I-H the N, N, NSA cameras floating around, looking at those people coming out, right? Now, God has his own, don't he? He sees us when we go out. It might be some on the ground. It might be some on the ground. You didn't even eat all of it that you had that day, but now you want to go out and grab some more. Because we're Sinners. Sinners. So now what God is doing is exposing you and me for what we are. This is the problem with church folk. You lie to yourself. You're not all that. Right. And and it's important to get it because you'll turn your neck and act like somebody else is worse than you. So just stop. There are a bunch of people looking out out their windows, watching those brothers trying to find some manna who wish they had went out. But they was just too scared. They would have went out. They was just too scared. And God says, if you lust after your heart, well, you might as well have went out. (laughs) 
<laughs> See how God has to show us we need him. Okay. Subpoint C, calling on God to do what? Provide. This is what the whole point is about. We have to be trained to trust God to provide. I love it. Psalm 78, verse 51 through 54. Headed to my last point. I'm going to shut it down because I can build on this later. Psalm 58, 78, verse 51. And God smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacle of Ham. Love to talk about that. That shows you that they were black people. But made his own people to go forth like what? Now, God made his own people to go forth like what? Now, you understand sheep have to have a Y'all got that? So the narrative being sung by the psalmist is saying that everything that we've been reading about is about a shepherd leading his sheep. I love this because the narrator is 500 years down the road and he's looking back at history. And he's understanding that history has a narrative about how his people were back then versus how his people are at the time that he's writing. Y'all keeping up with me? And what he's realized is when you and I are going through the thick of God training us and transforming us and disciplining us, we fail often to see God's goodness. And this is where we go to complaining and having fits. But if God is your shepherd, he going to lead you down through the dark valleys, over the rough hills, through the nooks and crannies. And he's going to be a good shepherd to you in spite of your foolishness. This is what the psalmist is saying. And you know, it's true. There is the juxtaposition of them clowning and God still meeting their needs. This is the God of the Bible. This is the God of God's elect. We know that God is faithful even when we're not. uh, But he made his own people to go forth like sheep. And he did what? In the wilderness like a what? That's what he's doing. Taking care of us. Is he taking care of us? Is he taking care of us? I love God. He's taking care of us. But what he's doing is also creating in us another kind of hunger. This is our final point. Point number three, for what do you hunger? I asked this question week before last, for what do you thirst? See, water and bread is a necessary component, isn't it? Isaiah put it like this in Isaiah 55, verse one. You heard this overture before. This is the heavenly merchant laying out this. Ho, everyone that what? thirst come to the waters and he that has no money come by and eat yea come by and wine and milk without money and without price that's the call of the gospel that's the call of grace God is saying to you and me we don't need to be buying food and water that will make you thirst again and hunger again when you know the true and the living God in fact what he's saying is when you and I are craving for the things of the world A lot of times we are simply misdefining our real craving. Our real craving is God. Our real need is God. Our real fullness and sufficiency is God. 
Am I making some sense? It's just that this pharaohic system has twisted our capacity to understand what our real need is and made us capitulate to the carnal material needs of the world. Again, this is a uh, mal-adjusted uh, uh, disposition and relationship with the secular system. And you and I come to church every week as we ought. And we come to hear the word of God as we do. And we must understand the word of God is doing the same thing to us that God was doing then. Shaping and training and cutting at and pressing up against the contradiction of our carnal nature. And it's calling us to a closer walk with God in order that real transformation take place. Y'all heard it before, right? Formation, that's what we are. Information, that's what we're getting. Transformation is the outcome. Israel's walking through the wilderness as an army. And I'll show you that visual next week. And all of the pagan nations of the world are watching Israel go from Egypt to the promised land. And they're watching to see whether or not that thing that is called the presence of God can really meet their need. One last final point. Look at our our point. Notice what it says under point number three. For what do you hunger? Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed is he that hungers and thirst for righteousness. Do you see that? That's a blessed person. Now, when he says blessed is he that hungers and thirsts for righteousness, what he's saying really is blessed is he that hungers and thirsts for God. Now, I want you to capture that. I'm not going to be long because I want to close it down. To hunger for righteousness is to hunger for God. Our God is righteous. And wherever he is, righteousness is. When you and I are hungering for righteousness, we're hungering for things to be made right. God is the cause of it. He's the source of it. He's the grounds of it. He's the sphere of it. When you and I are in God, we are in his righteousness. When a man has God, you have the righteousness of God. You have a right relationship with a right God that can make things right in your life every day of your life because he's the God of righteousness. But he's the one that has the right to incrementally employ the discipline so that in your hungering for righteousness, he can transform you into that very righteousness for which he hungers. God hungers for you to be like him. Yeah, he hungers for you to be like him. This is why your master took on your nature. And at 36 years old, he took up his ministry and he was baptized by John in the River Jordan and the Holy Ghost came upon him and immediately drove him into the wilderness. Now, he didn't have to go into the wilderness for himself. He went in there for me, for you, child of God, because he hungered for us to have his righteousness. And so he hungered, did he not? After 40 days and the devil came to try him so he could be tempted and tried in every point as we are, except with sin. 
and he overcame the devil, did he not? Man shall not live only by bread, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall a man live. See, our great shepherd led us. He went in front of us and he showed us how to do the wilderness. He went through the wilderness for us. He says, I'm going to get you through. All you need to do is trust me. This is a beautiful truth. And, and, and didn't we just learn in Exodus 10 that God says, I'm going to be there. In the evening, you're going to know that I am the Lord. Well, why is that? Don't you know back in Exodus chapter 13, God says, I will be with them at night in a pillar of fire. Y'all got that? It's a pillar of fire. So what that meant was Israel had the visible manifestation of the glory of God to remind them that God was present. How comforting is that? To know that God is present in the evening, in the midst of darkness, the lights are on for the people of God. For the world, it's dark all the way through. For the elect, the lights are on. I can see because God is the light of my life, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? In the morning, here comes his cloud. And we know God dwells in the cloud. Now, the cloud refers to God's presence of mystery. It is a shroud of protection for the people of God. This is why the cloud was right there at the beginning of the Red Sea event. And it divided the people of God from Pharaoh and his horsemen because they weren't going to run up in that cloud. They, they knew something would happen if they ran up in that cloud. That cloud is God's protection over his people. It's how God separates you from them. And that goes on in the daytime because in the daytime, you are most vulnerable. You aren't anything but dumb sheep. You don't have no weapons. You need God to surround you by his cloud of mystery and mercy and kindness as you walk your way through. And if some enemy wants to run up in that cloud, they got something coming. Because the Lord encamps his people about as the mountains of Israel. Look how bad you are, child of God. You got a cloud protecting you everywhere you go. Can you visualize that? That's how our Lord went up to glory. Uh, Our Lord was taken up in the glory by a cloud. And the angel said he's coming back on a cloud. And the Bible says one day we're going to get caught up on a cloud. But right now the cloud protects the people of God down here. Thank you for your cloud protection, oh God. Thank you for it. Now let's finish up with not only understanding the presence of God among us, but the person of Christ in the manner that came down from heaven. You know this is true. I don't even have to stay on this. He said, in the morning you shall see my glory. What was that glory? It was a wafer loaf that God had made in heaven Psalm 78 calls it angel's food. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 51, I am the bread of life. If any man eats of me, he will never hunger again. I came down from heaven to give my body, my flesh for the life of the world. And many of us have been feeding on Christ since day one. Have you? 
We've been feeding on our master, our savior. This is the mystery of the incarnation. He laid down his life for our sins. He rose again for our justification. He is the 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 doctrinal flesh that we eat every time we feed on God's word. Spirit of God makes Jesus a reality in your heart, doesn't he? Jesus becomes for you and me great satisfaction when we see what he's done for us. A lot of people don't know this. This is a mystery. Some of us, we can read our Bibles and if God would attend it, that thing becomes so glorious in its experience in our soul. We don't want to go anywhere because it's such a great experience to come to see God in a more vivid, more clear, more faithful, more satisfying way. Thank you, Lord, for your word. That's why Jesus said in John 17, 17, Father, sanctify them in thy word. Thy word is truth. Jesus is the bread of life for the people of God. And you and I are called, according to point number C, to practice godliness. Do y'all see that? Practice godliness. I think it's first, I think it's first Timothy 6.10. I'm closing here. Practice godliness. You practice godliness by believing God. You practice godliness by believing he's present in your life. By believing that he's personal in Christ. You practice godliness by finding God to be sufficient enough to bring you to a place through discipline of being content. See, it was Paul who said, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10. Can you pull that up? I'm, unless I'm just guessing. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some have coveted and after they have erred from the faith, faith and pierced themselves through many sorrows. This is lusty. Look at our next verse. This should walk through. Paul is teaching you and I something. But thou, man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, goodness and faith, love and patience and meekness. Is it our next verse? Verse 12. Ah, nope, this is good. So then we're probably back in the, in the previous verse. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Um, I do want to find it just to lock it down. Let me, I have to go to my Bible. Is it verse 6? Verse 6. Thank you, Deb. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it's certain that when we leave, we won't take anything out. And the vast majority of the world is piercing themselves through with great sorrows because of the love for money, which is an indicator of our covetousness for things of this life. Do you know how free you are when you know you have a God that will provide for all your needs, do you know how free you are? Now, you got to start there. We're done. You got to start there because every day, Pharaoh is telling you, if you don't do this, you don't do that. The ceiling is going to fall through. If you don't get up and work two, three, four, five jobs, you're not going to be able to make it. Remember, he loves to put you in crisis mode. When you call on God at night and you tell him to make a way for you in the morning and you trust God for it and you wait on the Lord, will he come through? Somebody said, will he come through? 
I can tell you stories all day long. I can tell you stories all day long where I got down to my last dime and some days didn't have a dime. And God came through in ways in which I knew that it was God alone. It's just true. It's just true. And I go, why would he, why would he get us on this limb like this? Lord, you know, I'm trying to feed all these babies. Lord, what you doing? He's teaching me to trust him. And he comes through over and over and over and over again. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 630. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace-bible.com, or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible. And again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.